Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to Noise Filter. Today, Hope, uh, my co-host, could not be here. Instead, we have today probably the smartest and brightest person that I know, and that's my wife. Her name is Liana Elliott. Welcome to the show, Liana. Thank you for co-hosting. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. What is RSV and when are we going to see a treatment? RSV, or respiratory syncytial virus, is posing a major threat to children all over the country. This respiratory virus has already sent thousands of children to the hospital. For teens, young adults, and middle-aged adults, RSV does not pose a major threat. However, for young children, infants, and older adults, it can be deadly. In fact, RSV is the leading cause of infant mortality globally and is especially dangerous for premature babies. Many people are unfamiliar with this disease, especially those who do not have children or parents whose children are grown up. However, for pediatricians and young parents, RSV is all too familiar. This virus has been around for decades and in 2019 led to more than 100,000 deaths of children under five worldwide, mostly in poor countries. For babies to survive RSV, they often need access to breathing support and oxygen in hospitals, without which they may die. Recently, there's been a surge in RSV cases in developed countries such as the U.S. and infectious disease experts say this is because there's a waning immunity to these respiratory viruses due to the COVID-19 pandemic induced prevention measures such as daycare closures and mask wearing. This year, this year, many children are falling seriously ill with RSV and filling up pediatric hospitals. Healthcare workers have reported that the majority of these young patients are more sick than those before the pandemic because they haven't built up any immunity against RSV. Let me just say that I'm an infectious disease expert. I still have not been able to wrap my head around that. I'm not 100% sure that's what it is. And Liana, in another story that you and I read previously, you had mentioned the possibility of different strains of RSV. And I am leaning a little bit more to that. But, you know, obviously, uh, one, as a scientist and two, as a physician, we are trained that when you see new data, you have to respond to that new data. So if I see data that really does talk to the immunity as a result of COVID-19 uh, pandemic, but I think that these are different viruses. Uh, that's an informed opinion. And I just want you to take that as an informed opinion. This is not a scientific fact. It could be a coincidence. And it could also be that some of the measures that we had throughout COVID-19, like you mentioned, the closing of daycares, masking, hand washing, really good respiratory hygiene, right? But that may also have made a difference and we just don't know yet. Yep. 
So even though this virus has been around for decades, there are still no vaccines and treatments available. However, within recent months, several different biopharma companies have generated vaccines for RSV and are in the final stages of testing. At the end of October, Pfizer announced that in a clinical trial, its RSV vaccine was 82% effective at preventing hospitalization in infants younger than 90 days and 62% effective in babies younger than six months. Wow. That's amazing. Another biopharma company, GSK, has also reported that its RSV vaccine was 83% effective in preventing serious illness among adults older than 60. Both companies plan to submit their vaccines for FDA approval before the end of the year, which is exciting news. The scale of RSV cases this year emphasizes the dire need for these vaccines and also brings awareness to the scary and deadly disease. Hundred percent. I we're so 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 grateful for these vaccines, and I think that they are. Quite frankly, they should have been available long ago. But whatever, you know, maybe the mRNA vaccine technology is helping us move along here. I don't know. Uh, here, they don't talk about uh, that these are mRNA vaccines, and I don't know off the top of my head if they are. But let me just say this. One thing that ID docs or infectious disease uh, specialists are saying is that this could dramatically change how the what f- so-called flu and cough and cold season are. And I would not be surprised, hear me today, quote me tomorrow, if we see a tri-vaccine just like we see the MMR, just like we see the Tdap, if we see a vaccine that's going to be the annual COVID, the annual flu, and an RSV. And I would not be surprised if we see something like that. This vaccine, I think more so than COVID, although COVID was obviously very important, more so than influenza, obviously influenza vaccine is incredibly important. I think we are going to see a dramatic reduction in in the so-called respiratory or flu cold seasons as a result of this RSV. I don't think we appreciate how infectious and how common RSV is. Because let's just say, Liana, you were to get a cold, you stay home for a couple of days, you never get it checked out. You know, we think maybe it's rhinovirus, maybe we think it's coronavirus, you know, back in the days when coronaviruses just caused, caused, you know, not COVID-19 coronavirus, but the other, the old coronavirus that just caused a cough and a cold or whatever. But this could be a dramatic change in how we see flu and cold, uh, cough and cold seasons or what have you. So I am so excited. And as I mentioned in the last... And I love too that this is also pointing that like 
you know, for years we just were like, ah, well, you know, yes, like a season. Yes, yes like such a good point. Sick, such like a, a good whole point. A lot of people die. And that's just how it is. And no, no, no. We accepted no, it. No, no, no. it doesn't right. have to be like that. It doesn't have to be this way. And now that one of the, you know, I'm a big fan of silver linings, right? That one of the silver linings coming out of COVID-19 is that it's so much, we're, A, we're testing for RSV that we never used to be testing before. And now we have things like mRNA technology that is going to change really how, you know, how we deal with these viruses moving forward. And maybe that just doesn't have to be a thing. You just don't have to just assume your kid's going to come home from daycare, be really sick, give it to you. Your whole family's staying home. Everyone's sneezing on everything. Like that just, that may just not have to be a thing. hundred percent. And um, I also want to remind all of our listeners that I'll be interviewing a specialist in RSV coming up here in the next week or so. So please uh, tune into those episodes. I think there's going to be two, probably two or three episodes. It's going to be a half hour. It's going to be broken up into three or so episodes. And I'm really, really excited to talk about the biology of RSV. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Pickerson, at hopepickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D R D E R Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefuzzleshow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your health care providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. <laughs>